everybody, and welcome to the Sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. We're back after a week vacation. We did take another week vacation. Yeah, we've been missing a lot of podcasts. What did everyone do with their vacation? Uh, I was recovering from surgery. Yeah. Joel? I, uh, boy, uh, I, uh, I didn't do anything. I Improviser to, Joel. <laughs> I went to New Orleans. Hey, oh, the big sleazy. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Did yep. you uh, go to a funeral where they played a trombone? No, we saw oh. paintings of that, though. Ooh. <laughs> they have more paintings and photographs yeah. of jazz funerals yes. than actual jazz funerals. Did you voodoo curse somebody? You know what? We took a cemetery tour uh, ah. by the preservation of like the cemeteries crew, mm-hmm. right? Mm. And so they are, they don't, they please do not touch the tombs and put, do the voodoo curse on the tombs. Yeah, that's good. Did they, you, they, did you go to Preservation Hall, see some jazz? I walked by Preservation Hall. <sighs> did did you eat a poor boy or I as did. they call it? Poe apostrophe boys. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. Nice. Yeah. And it was very, it was very hot and muggy. And I saw the Superdome. Yeah. And hey. do you know where the, the basketball team, you know, the New Orleans uh, Pelicans? Yeah. Pelicans. Pelicans. You know what the name of their arena is? The Peladome. The Smoothie, Smoothie King Center. Hey. Oh, God. That's, that's that's terrible. It's a great sponsorship, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. S- smoothie King? Smoothie King. You can make enough money selling smoothies to build a basketball. Oh, mo- you can yeah. be able to make enough money selling smoothies yeah, to build a monarchy, ve- Joel. <laughs> fruits and vegetables are pretty cheap. Smoothies, are those are expensive. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's, it's just not. I well, make my smoothies at home. Yeah, I don't blame you. What do we got on the podcast this week? Uh, we got a pretty great show this week. Uh, we have on Gunnar Peterson. Ah, Gunnar Peterson. Oh, this the, is this uh, is celeb meets sports yeah. news. Yeah, right. Well, was, I mean, he he was uh, the trainer, the personal trainer to the Kardashian family. Yeah, uh, Chloe and Kim yeah. and Courtney uh, and uh, yeah, now yeah. been hired to be the trainer for the L.A. Lakers. Ah, striding with, confidently into the world of professional Shaq basketball. Shaq and um, nope, not Kobe. Shaq. No, yeah, no, none of these no. people are on the Lakers anymore. A donkey though. and Sleepy. Those are <laughs> dribbly. Donkey and the, the basketball are, seven dwarves. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two exactly. of those are made up names for basketball seven dwarves. One of them is the actual one of the seven dwarves. Doc Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> he was that a Laker, was right? Remarkably close. Yeah. Oh, he coaches the the Clippers. Damn nice it! Try. I'm getting closer. Well, he's, we're going to have him on the show. We're going to be have able him on the show. Yeah, we're going to ask him hear... about his, his plans for the Lakers. Yeah, clear that air. Yeah. How do you go from like Actually, I don't to think the he's stars. clearing the air. He's one of the rare not clearing the air. I think he's air. talking about his ascension from trainer yeah. to the stars to trainer to the basketball stars. Yeah, yeah I like he's it. He's got nowhere to clear. This man's this man's doing great. I agree. And then we've got a wide world of sports. You're goddamn right we do. But first, Tim Tebow update, watch update. Tim Tebow update, watch update. Brought to you by... Mentos, feel the rush in your mouth. Now, we could have gone LeBron James, right? He's sure, about yeah. to go and uh, done it. face the the Golden State Warriors and what the people... Oh, uh, except lost a game to the Celtics. Yeah, I know, super uh. lame. It would have been great if they were both 12-0 and 0 and 12-0. Yeah. However, after winning one by over 40 points. Yeah, that was a game that the, the Celtics clearly quit. But we're <laughs> going to get the trilogy, Yeah, it uh, looks like. And we could have done uh, Johnny Manziel. He worked out with Odell Beckham. I saw oh, that. Who uh, Odell Beckham skipped the first day of organized team activities with the Giants to hang with Johnny Manziel and work out in Los Angeles. Wow. Oops. Red flag, Giants <laughs> <Yeah>. fans. <laughs> Donald Huge, Trump's own Johnny enormous. Manziel. Yeah. Just waving in the air red flag it's like it's off a aircraft carrier that's how big this flag is but we have some good news so we're gonna report the good news great tim tebow ties michael jordan in home runs 
about that headline for a second. Tim Tebow ties Michael Jordan in home runs. How many home runs is that? odd, right? Uh, oh, it's not yeah. that many. Uh, this past weekend, Timothy Richard Tebow hit his third home run of the season. Not for bad. The Class A Columbia Fireflies. Prior to the weekend, he had been in an 0 for 17 slump. Of course, he doubled on Saturday and had another single on Sunday to go with the home run. Hot dog. When's he getting called up to the Mets? Probably September. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably September. Now, okay, so, he's, so now that he's tied in home run, now it, it's important to note, that Michael Jordan played against much harder competition. He played in double-A baseball. Right, so it's twice that. as A. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and double-A is the one in general. Like, if you can hack it in double-A, you you're generally worthy of uh, consideration for the major leagues because there's not that much yeah. of a difference between double-A and triple-A. Right, and if you can buddy hack it, you can open at the Apollo. <laughs> That's a fact. Buddy, hack it, open the Apollo? Uh, I've just read the book The Comedians. It's full of stories, let me tell you. Anyway, but so, but we can compare their stats a little, okay? okay. So, in uh, my, my impression was that Jordan not a power hitter, no, He's no, like an, an average base running guy, right? Now, now Michael Jordan hit two hundred two, two eighty nine on base, uh, two sixty six slugging, compared to Tim Tebow's two thirty average, three nineteen on base, three sixty nine slugging. Hmm. Tim uh, Michael Jordan has uh, thirty uh, stolen bases, eighteen caught stealings. Okay, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's a terrible <laughs> ratio. Tim Tebow has zero. Oh, but he's not running into outs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Three home runs. They each have three home runs. Now, Grant Michael Jordan played a whole season. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow, this is thirty-five games. Yeah, it's about a quarter of uh, the amount. That's not that bad. Michael Jordan did. Yeah. Michael Jordan uh, finished with fifty-one RBIs. Uh, Tim Tebow is on pace, on pace to have more than that. Right, to 12, right? Because he's a quarter so, of the way through the season. Tim Tebow mm-hmm. could be better than Michael Jordan is what we're saying. Yeah. This is the headline that I think we should all take from Tim this. Tebow, a better athlete than Michael <laughs> Jordan. But wait a second. Let's 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 dive deeper. Let's dive oh, okay. deeper. Sure. Uh, NBA championships. Michael Jordan, six. Tim Tebow, zero. Oh, what? Wait. He didn't even win oh, one. Oh, I thought. Even co- I've got a couple. College, it just gets worse. Michael Jordan hit the game-winning shot in the 1982 NCAA basketball championship as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow has zero NCAA basketball championships. Oh. Wow, what a loser. Tim, it's, it's a real black mark on Tim Tebow's college career. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan won the Naismith Award as a junior. Yep. Tim Tebow never won any college basketball awards. Oh, come on. Not even not even like one of the positions? Not even like the humanitarian one? No, no. Miss Congeniality? The player that everybody no. likes, but it wasn't that good? No, not not even like, uh, what is it, attendance? No. No. Uh, oh, here's one. Here's here's the last one. I think this might be it. Tim Tebow owns six jet skis. Ah. Uh, Michael Jordan owns ten jet skis. More oh. jet skis? That is uh, that is sixty six percent more jet skis. I think a bunch of people in Florida just bowed their heads and went, "Yeah, well, yeah. his airness has this one." Yeah, he yeah. won. He won. <laughs> he won. If you're from Florida, Florida, number of jet skis. That's that's a pretty yeah. But how many of his family members got eaten by gators? <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. NFL to allow touchdown celebrations. Oh! Doing the neutron dance. It's almost like they're listening to the 80% of their fans. Uh, Subheadline, the No Fun League becomes the Numerous Funs League. Yeah, because it begins with an N and has an F. That's a grammatical nightmare. (laughs) The NFL is changing its rules on post-touchdown celebrations, so it's time to let loose. Smoke them if you got them. Kegs in the back. Yeah, do the Super Bowl shuffle. 
Uh, it's rare that this happens. Let's take a second to appreciate that the NFL has made a rule change that's been universally applauded. <laughs> wow, yeah. Like every, yeah. Everyone is basically in support of this. Right. Uh, even your drunk uncle that's really a cousin. The one your mom calls Cautionary Dale. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's happy with the rule change, too. There we yeah. go. Uh, the change was largely seen as the confession to the NFL PA, whose argument was, come on, we're not even going to remember this. It's <laughs> true. Uh, the league uh, declined uh, this week to address questions about specific celebrations. <laughs> They're getting a lot. Yeah. Sure. Like, well, is this going to be legal? Is this going to be legal? Yeah. You, well, you, know, can I touch you don't my... want to wade into the weeds on that one. Right. So just... Roger Goodell had a couple guidelines. One, he said, basically, it will be illegal for celebrations to delay the game. Okay. Yeah. So if it's so thing, it delays the game. And then here are some other guidelines. What is permitted for amusement? Uh, Group celebrations. Okay. Yep. This is already allowed in college and in many progressive retirement communities. <laughs> Get it. Get it. Groups. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, in college, they say uh, you're allowed to celebrate with your teammates because then you're not you're not being a show off. You know. Yeah. You're celebrating with your team. That's actually yeah. a celebration of sportsmanship. You're patting each other's butts and saying, giving thumbs ups. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to get with your team and like do like a little thing, mm-hmm. you know, and you dance a little, or do you the have a twist. And yeah, you was do. Was a the- teenage wedding, and the old folks <laughs> wished him well. But he- uh, and that, you know, if you want to do something like that, that's okay. Getting low. Yeah. This is okay. Low, you can roll low, on the ground. You can do a snow angel on the ground. Hey. Snow angels are back. Good. It's about time. <laughs> well, everyone likes it when there's snow on the ground and in football because it's just a fun thing to watch right. and see. And once in a while, someone will do like a snow angel and you're reminded like, oh, snow I angels. Found there's a lot of like southern football fans that do not agree. They're like any amount of weather and they're just like, oh, it's ruining all of our fancy passing. That's oh, the boo. South. <laughs> uh, you are allowed to use the ball as a prop. Ooh. Hey, there we go. So you can do the, the one where you spin it and pretend it's a flame and like warm. Oh, I do yeah. like that one. Or the, the Hamlet skull where you go, alas, poor Yorick, I hardly knew thee. Yeah, but if you go. That to, one's done less and less if these you days. Go, it's weird. Yeah, if you go too deep into the fourth act, it's definitely going to get flagged for delay right, game. That's, so, that's fair, yeah. This is, this is what we've been waiting for. In making fun legal, now we can just uh, judge touchdown celebrations on creativity yeah. instead of the previous measure, which was. Will this cause a penalty? Yeah, please right. stop. Please stop. Please stop. Uh, so we're talking, you can do uh, spinning the football, mm-hmm. dancing with the football. Yeah. I hope free throws through the uprights. Right. Whoa. Okay. One of the coolest things to do with a ball is uh, just to, as a prop, just to pretend it's another type of ball. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in that case, it's a basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to see more <clears throat> volleyball. Right. However, well, that's I want to see golf ball. Well, I know <laughs> you want dunks. There right? we go. Yeah. One problem. So I know yesterday they said we're not taking specific questions. Yeah. Today they said nope. Actually, well, well, you know what? While we're at, while we're all here, no dunking over the crossbar. What? Why? They're afraid of injury. Well, one, it's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Two, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Basically, they're worried this would falls under the delay of game thing. I guess what? it was originally outlawed because someone actually like nudged the crossbar and they had to like recalibrate the crossbar or something like that. What weak crossbars do they have? 
I don't know. It's those whiny uh. fucking kickers. Some guy put one off it, and he's like, no, it was well, tilted. It's like we basically it was moved to the wrong place. <laughs> Tony Gonzalez and uh, Jimmy Graham, they're big dudes. Yeah. yeah. They really popularized this, so they may have actually nudged something there. Oh, that's yeah. too bad. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, so if you dunk after a touchdown or try to and miss, you'll be subject <laughs> to a 15-yard penalty and a possible fine. What is prohibited and bad and something about character counts? Lighting someone on fire. <laughs> yes. Good. They, well, you said they didn't specifically ask about... Well, they say here, they say players will still be penalized if they perform what is perceived to be a violent act. Lighting someone on fire. Lighting yeah. someone on fire. Okay, that's a good umbrella. To yeah. Also, uh, like a throat slash. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Pretending to shoot one. a gun. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, yeah. Even if it's like a fun like space gun. Like yeah, it's the born to hand jive thing where they do the guns to the side and guns to that side. Yeah, what if you're, if you're on the Cowboys, you know? And it's like, I think we're, it might just go to the ref's discretion here. Yeah. Okay. Or what if you pretend that you're uh, in the middle of like a Hong Kong action movie, you just go to the other team and just slit their throats and shoot them with guns. And what? what well, no, that is whether, not allowed. Whether or not that's flagged, I think that might result in prison time. <laughs> that's fair. Also, the, the, the cowboys with the guns might be legal because they say here this extends the use of an imaginary bow and arrow. Oh, wow. So if you can't use an imaginary bow and arrow, yeah. which is. You know, pretty just. What about like, throwing stars? <laughs> <laughs> well, you could probably do that and know in your head that they were throwing stars, right. but like not say anything. Oh, the team would have to play along. The, the key here is having great object work, right? Yeah. Exactly. Because if you can make it look like you're setting up, say, uh, a four-man catapult, right? You're probably not going to get flagged <laughs> on that, yeah. and everyone would be really impressed. Or if you want to give yourself plausible di- deniability, swinging a mace could also just be dancing. Right, yeah. exactly. It's the lasso. Swinging that mace Ooh, around. I think, I think you're thinking of a morning star, Jordan. What's a mace, then? A mace is just like a club that's got metal spikes on it. So the morning star is the one with the chain and the ball at the end of it. You know what? I'm glad I didn't know medieval weaponry as well as I thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and here's the one. Nothing sexually suggestive. Boo! Oh. That means you can't do the Degeneration X suck it. No. That's the only one I'd want to do. You cut out most dancing with that. Yeah, yeah. this one it's is like, trickier to get around. Because that's the Key and Peel thing, right? Where he had to three <laughs> hip thrusts and you're out. Yeah, well. That was a great sketch. Uh, what is it? Uh, wide receiver for uh, Pittsburgh. Brown. Oh, uh, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, that's right. Oh, that's re- right. He got the he, penalty for, because of Brown versus the Board of Education. No, he got a penalty for twerking. Ah. Oh. <laughs> And oh I feel like you just sullied the re- the verdict of Brown versus Board yeah. oh. by bringing it up with twerking. No, I oh. do I do have to say, thinking back on it, one of the best football games I ever saw is when Antonio Brown was matched up with the lead cornerback for the Cowboys, John Board of, Ed- of Education. <laughs> yeah, that was a matchup that was really amazing. <laughs> I really enjoyed and that. I think we're all pretty glad pretty glad the Brown. I hope won they that. fight in the octagon someday so we see a different kind of rematch of Brown versus the Board of Education. Yeah. And no direct taunting of the other team or fans. What if they have a really uh, bad last name, like Butt Kiss? Can you then taunt them and just be like, kiss my butt, Butt Kiss? First of all, nobody taunted Dick Butt Kiss uh, about his name or anything else, and that was (laughs) self-enforced. Oh, Because he was a mean, scary fucking dude. You'd have to be to survive. Yeah. He was, it was kind of like a kid named Sue, except his last name was Buttkiss. Right. And his first name was Dick. Yeah. yeah. And you'd think, Tough. but again, much harder than Sue's life. Could have gone yeah. by Richard. <laughs> Could have done it. You know what? The choice was made for him in elementary school. That's yeah. fair, yeah. Which is probably what gave him the fury to be such a good middle linebacker. <laughs> sure. 
joining us now on the podcast. Uh, very glad to have you on, Gunnar Peterson. Hi, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, got great some to have you on, Gunner. Great biceps there. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I can't yeah, help but notice you been, got some strong I've been biceps. Working out more recently. Jordan, um, hi to you too. Oh, hello, Gunnar. Yeah. It's great to have you on. It's, yeah, it's good uh, to see you. You you can you could use some work. I know. I know. I really. Yeah. And you're probably familiar with one of our favorite guests of all time. Oh yeah, uh, Chris Humphreys. Oh yeah, I worked with Chris Humphreys for about a year and a half. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He kind of disappeared. Um, still has a. Yeah, because of the divorce, very painful divorce. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Just just to be clear, so you you for a long time you you've been best known for having celebrity clients, the Kardashians. Yeah, yeah. I work with the Kardashians, make sure that they stay in shape. And they you've, got you've done nice some strong bodies, work. and they got strong hearts. And what do and what is your job when you were personal trainer for the Kardashians? Yeah. What did your job look like? Okay, so I'd wake up in the morning, I'd head over there, and I'd uh, yell at them while they were eating breakfast, saying, "Stop it! <laughs> Stop it!" <laughs> Uh, and every once in a while, Chloe would uh, would bare her teeth and try to grab onto one of the <laughs> one of the biscuits, and I'd have to fight it out of her mouth like it was a rabid dog. It worked though. Have you seen her on the cover of magazines lately? She's beautiful. Yeah. And then uh, we work out for about four hours, and then usually they all go to sleep, and then that's their day. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Kardashian day. Breakfast workout and done. Yeah, breakfast workout. And then, well, I mean, besides the, they also were working out when I was fighting them for the for the junk foods. But yeah, and then sometimes they'd have a photo shoot too. Yeah. And that would be it. That's their lives. And, and then so, they co- complain about their nails. <laughs> and how, that's pretty much it. And how did that, like, how do you think that's going to be different from when you when you go to the Lakers? Yeah, what is your game plan for oh, entering you, you, the, the pro sports world? Being uh, uh, working as a trainer for the Lakers is completely different than working with the Kardashians. The yeah. Kardashians, you know, they're, they're private uh, household. They're models. The Lakers, they have to be well-tuned athletic machines. They have to be uh, strong all over. And so I'm really going to identify their weak spots and then we really have to hammer it home why don't we wade in with that so okay. looking at the athleticism that's currently on display in the lakers at this point i think could be described as a very young very athletic team a lot of potential that they're still sort of shaping oh absolutely yeah. what what are you planning on working on with the lakers the most to, to to help the game sure there's one thing that i think everybody's noticed when they're sitting there watching the lakers at home there's one thing that everyone can see just by watching them play and that's that they they could really work on the firmness and roundness of their butts <laughs> Uh, wait a minute wait i was gonna their say butts are a little bit flat i was gonna say uh, lack of hustle lack of execution yeah lack of heart oh Maybe sure those I cardio the, to make sure that they're they're still a lot of, a lot of that center. comes from their dissatisfaction with their own butts <laughs> and also when you strengthen your butt it actually really helps with those other muscle groups because you know your butt is part of your lower core that's that's uh, true okay that makes, sense. Okay, so that makes I'm, sense i'm with you that the, is. the gluteus maximus is very important but I don't yeah. know how the shape is that important. I feel like well, as I don't long know. As you, do you know D'Angelo Russell? Uh, yeah, the he's point a, guard. Point guard. Yeah. yeah, he was. First time I ever worked out with him, he said, uh, "Hey, coach, I'm just, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know every morning I wake up and I run five miles just because I really want to work yep, on that." Yep, yep. And I said, "Well, if you're gonna run five miles, you better do it squatting squatting low and running backwards because that's the only way you're really gonna work that butt group." <laughs> And you know, he's been working that butt. You know what? I've noticed he's added about an inch to the roundness and firmness of his own butt. Yeah, but what about, I mean, his That's eight, great. That's oh, great. No, don't, don't, don't bury that. I'm he added an, adding inch? an inch. That's, that's inch. pretty great. But, yeah. But he's what, got a rounder unless, and tighter buttocks. But and, in his case, like, he's not a model unless it's contributing to a higher vertical leap, a faster a faster running, more more mobility in the core. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, know that. And, uh, and tastier ham back there. <laughs> 
Got to taste your Again, hand patties. I don't, I don't know, Gunner. Have you noticed any like superior? Have performance? you seen that? You can bounce a quarter off that thing now. That's pretty impressive. Again, I just I don't know that. I mean, the way that his butt looks can't be that important. To how no, well but he it's, plays. Uh, it looks that way because of the strength. I, I kind of feel like healthy butt, healthy body. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, have you? Possibly. I, I think you've seen uh, the Brandon Ingram, right? Yeah. Brandon Ingram, he's a small forward. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a very special issue. What was that? His butt actually sagged a little in the back. He had what we call wet towel butt, where it just looked like his butt was kind of sagging. In the mostly in the fitness community, we yeah, uh, the butt focused fitness community. You know, we got message boards, and uh, so looked a little bit of wet towel. So he what he really needed was lift. He needed some lift to his buttocks, lift and firm and in and up. Right. Okay. So. That's when we de- uh, I decided that he was gonna have to sit out the next uh, the next couple weeks of games and uh, sit on the couch I'm with sorry. his legs in the air and kick like a bicycle. You, you, you want to hold him out of games? I am holding him out in of order games, to, yeah. to remove the sagginess from his butt. Oh, it's just embarrassing. You don't want that on camera. He's on television. It's yeah, true. Television every, every game's televised. So well, what every what I've game. always done in the past, what we've learned in the fitness community, is you say that he's suffering from exhaustion. <laughs> and then you spend some time really laying on his back and kicking his legs in the air until his think, butt firms up and lifts. You and may find in and out that in, tight. The, in the in the arena of professional basketball, saying that someone is quote unquote suffering from exhaustion might not be something that's going to get you as much play as as it did elsewhere. I don't know. It seemed to work. People went, "Well, he's tired. That's great." And when he comes back, they're going to go, "Wow, his his wet towel patties are done." <laughs> yeah. I guess I, I don't his, know. His, I, po- his pooper's looking strong. I'm not denying the fact that that your gluteal muscles are extremely important. They're an extremely important muscle group, particularly yeah. for for Joel. Joel, what's your fa- what's your favorite Laker? My favorite. Who's Laker? your favorite Laker that's playing right now? Oh, the uh, who did they take in the the draft? Uh, second overall. Sure. This last this last uh, draft? ball. Yeah, no, ball. Or the, the, the draft has not occurred yet, but they're probably going to take the, but a year ball. Ago, the the year UCL. Ago. Oh, oh, I don't know. I was thinking they're gonna aren't they gonna take in ball this Was season? it Jordan yeah, well, Clarkson, Nick ball. Young, Julius Randle, Ivica Zubak? I honestly can't remember. I don't I don't pay as much really? attention to the Lakers as maybe I should, but What? <laughs> well, you're gonna they're gonna be unmistakable when they're on the cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit edition next year. <laughs> Boy, they've never had a male featured on the cover of the Sports Illustrated or in the Sports Illustrated. Well, ju- just you wait, because I imagine they're going to be in their little thongs and they're going to have their butts facing right towards the cover. Just like, check this thing out. Look at you think Sports Illustrated is going to break with decades of convention. Yeah. Look at these little meat globes, huh? <laughs> that are back here. You could bite right into them. Let's uh, I'm, I'm going to ignore that almost sure. entirely. Okay. And try to bring it back to the Lakers. Yes. And about their performance. Yeah. I kind of want to. This is a team that is not. I don't think they've even made the playoffs this year. Oh, yeah. No. That's why they need LA is, like They're me. taking ball. I'm pretty sure they're what? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. worst team in basketball. This so, year. what are, you know, how are they going to compete? Like, are, will, by this time next year, will yeah. we be seeing the Lakers maybe in the Western Conference uh, finals or semifinals? I would bet my life on it. And here's why. Because every single game, they're going to step out there and do their regular eyeballing each other with the other team and looking dangerous. And the other team's just going to look at their butts and then look at their own butts and go, man, I've got, I've got a, mine looks like a piece of cardboard back there. And theirs just looks like 
Just a beautiful, beautiful blood sausage so just hanging off the bun. Your plan is to simply intimidate the opposition. Oh, they're never, they're going to feel so bad about how they look. They're going to constantly be trying to pull their jerseys down over I their mean, butts. I oh, confidence and insecurity. They play in sports. I, I get this. And their, their wives I, all cheat on them with the Lakers because of those those strong backsides. And but what about, what about like Anthony Davis, the center for the New Orleans And B. Pelican. Davis? Anthony. The one that played the maid in Brady Bunch? No. No. Okay. Not 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 at all. Okay. <laughs> Anthony Davis is the center for the New Orleans Pelicans, one of the best players in basketball. Has I'm sorry, this... I don't really follow basketball except for the Lakers <laughs> and Chris Kardashian. It's, who's who's Chris Kardashian? Chris Kardashian, you know. Chris Kardashian. Uh Chris Humphreys, I'm sorry. It was Chris Kardashian <laughs> for a short period of time. Sure. Hey, my point is that Anthony Davis had an enormous unibrow. Are you He's saying Ann B. Davis or no, are you saying I'm Anthony absolutely Davis? absolutely not talking about, about the Alice from the from Brady, Brady Bunch. Bunch? Alice Nelson from the Brady Bunch? No, the... no. Anthony Davis. Have he you seen center. her butt, though? Oh, my God. I mean, this was before yoga. Jeez, <laughs> uh, Gunner. Yeah. Well, th- thanks, for, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, really it's a pleasure appreciate... to be here. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you guys want to sit on my lap and get a test? No. Yeah, 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 actually, could All I? Right, uh, come on over here. Yeah, come let's see what here. this is like. Oh, there go. you go. You know yeah. what you got? You yeah. know what you got? You got skeleton butt. I can really work that. Oh, uh, what I is can that? really work that butt. Yeah, could you, you can make it better, probably? Oh, I can make it better, all right. I kind of want, like, haunches. Oh, I can give you haunches. And now it's time for another wide world of Wide World Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World Weird Sports, Prince Hubertus of Hohenlohe-Lagenburg. Wow. I'm already enjoying this one. I have absolutely no idea where we're going with this. Well, get ready to not enjoy it. No, I'm just kidding. Did he Uh, kill a bunch of kids or something? Sure. (laughs) Uh, Prince Hubertus of Hohenlohe-Lagenburg, born February 2nd. 1959 in Mexico City is a Mexican alpine skier. Wow. Mexican nice. alpine skier, I might have guessed. Mexicans coming out of nowhere. Right? This is I don't fine. mean to be racist, but Prince Humpert is. Right. From Mexico me City? As, yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's also a photographer, businessman, and a pop singer known as <laughs> Andy Himalaya and wow. Royal Disaster. Ooh. This is. How have I never heard of this person before? Uh, I don't know. This is a life well lived, Jordan. That's part of the reason why we do this segment is so you can learn about these fascinating new people. Uh, He belongs to a family which reigned over a principality in what is now the northeastern or northeastern of Baden-Württemberg in Germany until the early 19th century. Okay. So they were transplants into Mexican City. Okay. Oh, you know what? His dad was the guy who did Dos Equis. Ah, that makes sense. The most <laughs> yeah. interesting dude in the world. Yeah. Well, no, no. It's just just, just a German beer that uh, they brewed in uh, that Mexico. That makes sense. Yeah, a lot of that German style lagers coming out of Mexico. Yeah, right. I always wonder about that connection. Uh, life! <laughs> uh, a son of Prince Alfonso of Hohenlohe-Lagenburg and Princess Ira of Furstenburg. Hubertus was born in Mexico City, Mexico, where his father ran a Volkswagen factory. Mm. Impeccable bloodlines. Yeah. yeah. But his grandmother's half Mexican. 
That's still impeccable bloodlines. <laughs> uh, he lived in Mexico for the first four years of his life and then moved to Spain. He later studied in Austria, and his main residence was in Vienna, where he worked as a photographer and artist. Although he has Mexican nationality, which makes him eligible to compete for Mexico, he only spends a few weeks a year there. Oh, yeah, so he's, guess uh, what? I'm guessing the Mexico Winter Olympics team. Not it's very much, competitive. Very easy easier in. to get onto than the German one for Alpine Very skiing. easy in, yeah. I don't mean to be discriminatory here. I'm going to go out and it does. It. it does also feel weird when, yeah, when they're doing that and they're and they're only living there a couple weeks of the year just to gain eligibility for the Olympics and probably for tax purposes. Yeah. Precisely, precisely. Well, there's a lot of mountains in Mexico. Maybe there's more skiing. Than I don't know if there's less skiing. You in can't Mexico. ski on dirt. <laughs> right, there's not a lot of snow. The mountains are tall enough that it gets cold. I don't know anywhere. if they're that tall, Joel. The Himalayas are right near India, and they still get pretty cold up there. Those are really tall. Really tall, Joel. Yeah. He's fluent in several languages, grew up in Europe, mainly Austria. Hohenlohe has a brother named Christoph, and two half-sisters named Ariana Mara and Desiree. <laughs> Desiree. Go figure, right? Wow, they went very traditional for the male names. They did. Excited for the female names. Yeah, let's just open her up and see yeah. what's going on. Uh, guess where he currently lives? Man of the world. Lives in Liechtenstein. Oh, as one does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where he is also a citizen. His uncle, Max von Hohenlohe, competed at the 1956 Winter Olympics. Mm. He's first cousins with Prince Marco of Hohenlohe-Lagenburg. Uh, but he also acted as a co-producer for Yellow and Shirley Bassey's uh, 1987 collaborative single, The Rhythm Divine. Ooh. He also has work on, works artworks on display at the Art of the Olympians. He's done a lot. Let's talk about his sports career, shall we? <laughs> Please. Yeah. Uh, Hohenlohe founded the Mexican Ski Federation in 1981. Very, very wow. unattended meetings. I bet if you're looking at the, the latest founded ski federations oh, yeah. <laughs> internationally, 81's got to be... Oh, not great, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he first skied for Mexico at a Winter Olympics in the 1984 Games in Sarajevo. After the 1984 Winter Olympics, Hohenlohe managed to participate in three more Olympic Games. Woo! Qualified for the 2006 Winter Olympics in Turin, Italy. But the Mexican Olympic Committee decided not to send a one-man team to the Winter <laughs> Games that year. Aww. I don't blame him. He was going to pay for his own flight. Yeah. Come He's on, good guys. For it. Yeah, he's royalty. I'll pay like... for my meals. Uh, Hohenlohe has uh, stated the only reason why he continues to participate is because it seems that the exotic skiers, those from countries without a tradition in winter sports, are disappearing. <laughs> And that he wants to keep the tradition alive. Because uh, of climate change. Right, yeah, exactly. The, They're all the melting. The tradition of carpetbaggers. <laughs> right, exactly. Since 1982, he has participated in 15 world championships and set a world record. Hohenlohe is expected to retire following the uh, 2007 Alpine Skiing World Championships. This must be an old article. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this article has been updated to say whether or not he retired after 2007. Oh, here we go. He came back to competition in 2009 and competed at the 12th World Championships, the 2009 Alpine Skiing World Championships. Uh, and Hubertus was the sole athlete of the Mexican team at the 2010 Winter Olympics. He participated in two Alpine skiing disciplines, the men's giant slalom, where he came in 78th, and the men's slalom, where he came in 46th. Mm, better. Uh, at 51, he was the oldest athlete at the Games. Pretty Ooh. cool. 
people. Yeah. He also competed at the uh, 2014 Winter Olympics, where he was Mexico's sole athlete again. <laughs> Participated in the slalom, but did not finish after a fall during the first run. Oh. You know, because he was 55. <laughs> did he break his hip? Must have. Yeah. And that brings then to another wide world of... Citizens of Podcast Town, thank you for listening. And this brings to an end of another sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back Gunnar Peterson to give you our contact information. Hey, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. All right. Um, well, uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, there's a lot of fine models on there. You can check out their butts and get a little jealous. And maybe you can come see me sometime. I'll help you shape it. Maybe you can make it a cube. You can make it an oval. Egg-shaped. We can really work on that. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, also follow Nicki Minaj. Uh, or you can find all of our back episodes at soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. Make sure to comment and follow. And uh, and uh, maybe you can put on some tunes afterwards and do some butt squats. I call them butt squats because you just sit on your butt and do uh, you squish into the ground. Really helps you firm up those those gluteuses. Thanks, Gunner. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Hey guys. Hey Joel. Joel. What do you think of my butt? I don't think of your butt. No, rarely, if ever. It's a good butt, though, right? I don't know. I I, if I had to close my eyes and imagine, like I can't. It's big, but I think yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's a muscly. Big. It's a biker butt. Yeah. yeah. Kind of got that thing with the seat, with the you know. Yeah, frankly, yeah. I've seen the upper crack more than I've seen the actual butt. But how do you think of what do you like the uh, how is the upper crack? Uh, in your estimation. Could probably hold twelve quarters. I usually got the white tail going. So. Off. <laughs> you have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.